Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. So, hey, gang, the holidays are around the corner and we are offering some ad spots to help your business get more traffic. Um, Obviously, my podcast has a great Waco following, but I also have nationwide listeners and subscribers. So I am preparing kind of a holiday bundle for you guys. There's 10, I have 10 episodes starting next week um, before before Christmas. And so Let's get people remembering who you are, what you offer, um, putting yourself out there. Hey, here's some good Christmas gifts or maybe some events that are coming up. Um, I'm going to host one day that will actually be a doula day. So if you are a doula, please take note of this. Um, we will be, I will be uh, giving shout outs to um, all of the doulas that reach out to me that want me to say something about what they offer. Maybe it's a product. Maybe it's you're a childbirth educator and you're doing online childbirth education and you want people to know about it. Um, What is your service? Not necessarily just, hey, I'm a doula in the Waco area. Look me up. Not really that, but maybe something a little bit beyond that. So for example, it might look like this. Hey, shout out to Micah Burgess. She's got a podcast, My Doula Micah, and has just recently started a subscribers list. Uh, go to patreon.com backslash My Doula Micah to see the different tiers, how you can support, and how you can get ad-free podcast video content. Check her out. So it would look like something like that. Um, what do you have as a doula that you want other people to know so that you can bring some more business and traffic and get your name out there? So we will have a doula day. Make sure you reach out to me. Reaching out to me is super, super easy. Um, all my social media is my doula Micah, my website, my doula Micah, my email, my doula Micah at gmail.com podcast, my doula Micah. It's all right there. Okay. So it's super easy to get in touch with me if that's something that you would like, uh, to participate in. Um, so again, like a doula day, but that's not all we're going to do. Uh, bundle spots. Uh, you can have four different shout outs on four different episodes between now and Christmas. And you get to kind of write up that short little blurb of what you want me to say. Um, so you can buy four, you could buy eight, all of it at a discounted price. And then there's also an opportunity for uh, a business to basically purchase a whole episode. So details about that if you're interested in it. And I'm excited about what's around the corner. I'm excited to be helping small businesses locally and all over the nation. Hey, hey, hey. How are y'all doing? This is Micah Burgess. You're listening to My Doula Micah. I am um, in the process. Several weeks ago, I started talking about... um, things that I'm passionate about. 
if, and I'm just going to jump right into one of the things that I'm passionate about, but if it feels like I jumped in too fast for you, maybe you want to go back and listen to that episode. Um, I think it was my hundredth episode actually, or the one right after that. Sorry, I don't have the title right on, on the top, but it may be something about passionate, <laughs> passionate. I don't know. So I'm jumping into one of the things that I'm really passionate about. And for me, um, as a believer, as a follower of Christ, obviously my relationship with God is very, very important to me. And the thing that, and, and there's, wow, we can cover so many things, can't we? When we're talking about spirituality, when we're talking about, um, following God, believing in God, um, trusting in Jesus Christ. I mean, we can go many, many different directions. So I really want to be focused on an aspect that I'm particularly passionate about when it comes to my walk with God. And I mentioned this before, and I'm going to call this, and I call myself a non-religion Christian, no religion Christian. And what I mean by that is I am not a fan. Um, that's the nice way to say it. And I might get a little bit more colorful later in the show of religiousness. So what, what does that mean? What, what do I mean by that? So I looked it up, um, and a couple of, uh, words, phrases, definitions, or whatever for religiousness is piety by virtue of being devout, uh, concerned with, or teaching religious, for example, a religious text, uh, respect for sense of right, moral obligation, sanctity. Okay. So not everything on that list is bad, of course, but what happens when we fall into religiousness and it's not um, wholly just about your relationship with God. And I'm going to explain that more here in just a second. But it's more about um, the principles, the obligation, um, being devout, uh, doing things well, doing things right, being pleasing. Um, all of those things becomes your focus. That is what you're most concerned about. That is where all your time is spent is on that. Um, how, how you're doing, um, if you're doing well or not, if you are, uh, pleasing God or not, if you, um, are, uh, rid of sin today, did you, um, check the boxes, um, on all the things you need or should be doing as a, uh, as a believer, right? When that becomes your focus, when that becomes what you care about, you're, either dabbling in or full into religiousness. And here is why I feel so passionate about this is because I, I was there for many years of my life walking in religiousness and I really lost sight of what the point is of calling myself a believer, a follower of Jesus Christ. Um, I love father God. I mean, I'm losing the point of all of that. I'm losing my focus on why I am a follower of Christ in the first place. And I'm going to tell you right now, it is not so that I can become perfect. It is not so that I can become the best Christian. It is not so that I can do everything right. It is not so that I can be pleasing. Did I do this, uh, this, this dance of life well enough to please you, God. Okay. The danger 
in those things and feeling that way, thinking that way, living that way, is that you'll slowly start to get more and more distant from the person of Christ. And listen, I, I know the traps and I know, um, the temptations when you call yourself a Christian and, and you're going to church regularly and you hear day in and day out, maybe you listen to podcasts or you read your devotional or whatever. And so much of it does seem to be focused on what we are doing and what we're not doing and how to better ourselves. When I first came to Christ, when I first said, yes, I want you, Jesus, I believe what you've done for me on the cross. I believe that you did die and take on all of my sins so that I can have a relationship with Father God so that I am not separated, so that I can be called a son and daughter of Christ, right? When I made that choice in that moment, I came there's a scripture that says, come as you are, you know, you're not having to clean up in order to say yes to the Lord in order to be his child. It's like what postpartum doulas say, don't clean your house for your postpartum doula to come or for your nanny to come or for your housekeeper to come. Right. Kind of the same idea. You know, I, I come with all of all of my flaws, all of my sin, right? When I initially said yes, that that is how I came. And he accepts, he accepted me as I was. He took all of that. He took my broken life and he gave me a new life. He, um, the, the sin that I came with, he took on. He, he separated my sin from me as far as the East is from the West. That's a scripture. Um, it says that Jesus paid for it all, not just some, but for all. And I'm not going to throw a whole lot more scriptures. You may believe me or not about the things that I just initially said. But if you don't agree with what I just initially said, then this episode may not be for you. Um, or maybe you're like, wow, I need to dive in a little deeper so that I know a little bit more about where she's coming from and the things that I've already said. So for me, if I was able to come to him, I'm not a child of his yet, right? I come to him with my sin, with my flaws, naked, genuine, raw, real. He takes me, right? I take him. He's my Lord and Savior now. I want him in my life. I love him. He loves me. And now I am in, I'm a child of God, right? Now I'm in the family. Why now that I'm his, do I need to continue or do something different than what I did from the very, very first time I said, yes. Okay. I want to make sure that I'm saying this correctly. If, if the first time I come to him and I say, here I am, all of me, I give it to you. Why do I not do that from here on out until he comes back to get us or I die? Why is my not approach to father God, why is my approach not that? Here I am, everything I am, good, bad, otherwise, it's all yours. Do with it as you will, right? Why do I feel like before I can talk to him, why do I feel like the goal now, now that I'm a child of God, now the goal is to be perfect? He didn't require that for me to come in. 
Why do I feel like he's requiring that now? And when I look back at some of the disciples, when I look back at the early church, um, when I look at everything that um, Jesus did and, and the father's intention in sending him, religiousness tends to make all of that a moot issue. Like almost like it doesn't matter the links that Jesus went to, the links that Father God went to, to love us, to show us mercy, to show us grace. It's almost like uh, it has no power. It's like it has no meaning in our everyday application of life while we're here. And I, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's right. The years that I spent as a believer striving um, to really get to a place of, wow, I have no issues. <laughs> I, um, I don't deal with that anymore. Or wow, this is not good. I don't like this. God doesn't like this. I better make sure I don't do that again. Um, I was constantly looking over my shoulder, so to speak of, okay, is there anything on me? Is there anything I need to be focused on? Is there anything I need to be doing? And, and honestly, I feel like a lot of churches do that from the pulpit on a Sunday. Hey, what are you not seeing? You better get busy on that. And, and here's what I found to be way more effective in my life. God, I'm going to trust that you're big enough to tap me on the shoulder, put a spotlight on whatever it is that you want me to look at. And nine times out of 10, the reason there's a spotlight on this thing that's kind of ugly, eh, flawed, sin if you want to call it that, is because he is prepared and it is time for there to be healing about that issue. Not because he's trying to shame me, not because he's put out with me, not because, well, there's a spot. We better get that perfect. No, it's because it is time for the surgeon to do business with that wound and for there to be healing now. And that process is, yeah, you feel very vulnerable. There's a spotlight on this blemish, flaw, whatever in your life, an area you need to grow, something you're not good at. Um, a weakness, a struggle that you have. And ugh, none of us like that about ourselves, right? So now you see it in all of its glory, right? That spotlight's on it. But it's because he is about to touch that spot. He is about to heal that spot. That's what he does, guys. That's what his job is. He's not asking us to heal ourselves. He heals those places. And and what he's asking us to do is to trust and to believe him that he's that good, that he's bigger than all of our choices, bigger than all of our sin, bigger than all of our flaws. And he is not focused on all that. We are, and we seem to think he is, and we seem to think he wants us to be focused on all of those issues. And that our work is to conquer and overcome sin. Nope, that's his work. That's what he did. He overcame sin for us. So that's not our work. Scripture says our work is to believe, to believe that he has done it all. And I have chosen in my life, um, in a season of my life that was really, really tough, really, really difficult within my extended family, lots of pain. Um, yeah, tough time. Um, and that's when God decided <laughs> that he was going to heal some things and it was not easy and it hurt, but it was so good. And it 
changed the trajectory of my walk with the Lord and what my life looks like now. And I was spending so much time and so much effort on getting right with God that I forgot to just be with God. I was not just um, enjoying him and his presence, um, worshiping, praising, singing to him, um, experiencing in the moment his presence and his love for me. I wasn't doing any of those things. I was problem solving and trying to figure out what I needed to do about this particular thing in my life that's not good and not okay. And you know what I found? He wasn't really working on that right now. He wasn't concerned with that. The more I gave myself to, you know what, I'm just here with you in your presence. And yes, I see this and I see that. And ooh, this is ugly. Here you go. It's yours. Go ahead. Go for it. Good luck (laughs) with these things in my life. But I trust you with those. To me, that is the ultimate sign of trusting him is when we really do give him, excuse me, our shit. We really do give it to him. I'm not working on my shit anymore. I'm not going to focus on it. I'm not going to mess with it. Y'all, that's gross, right? If you really (laughs) have that picture in your head. No, that's not what he's asking us to do. Give it to him. He turns it into something beautiful, believe it or not. That's how good he is at restoration. He turns that crap into something beautiful. That's his job. And we can't do that. Thank goodness he's not asking us to because I suck at it. I don't know about y'all. I don't know if you figured that out yet, but I suck at it. And I encourage you that the quicker you let go of trying to be the best, work on your stuff, focus on your sin, making sure there's not sin, uh, cleaning it all up, uh, making sure you're pleasing him, constantly checking in, looking over your shoulder, the quicker you stop doing that, and let him be bigger than you, big enough for you, um, on his throne. You're not knocking him off his throne because you got issues. He's bigger than that, y'all. His love covers all of that. That's why he came, was for all of that. And as his children, we get to say, you know what? That is not who I am. My identity does not rest in that you said God, that you've done it all for me and that I am holy and blameless in your sight. Wow. So guess what, you guys? Are you going to choose to believe that and live that? That's what your work is, is to live and believe those things. That's the work. Strive to enter into rest. And the only way I have found to rest in God is to trust that he is actually in control of not just my circumstances, not just the path of my life, not just um, my family, but he's in control of the yuck. He's in control and he has a hold of all of that. I can stop putting my hands on that too. And I think many people need to hear that. And, and, and I give you, if you need it, sometimes we need permission from somebody to drop that act drop that um, burden that you're carrying because he's not asking you to carry it. I could go on and on and on about this topic. I'll probably talk some more in the future about um, kind of my walk with the Lord and things that he has shown me over the years, things that I have found to be uh, that have changed um, my thinking and have changed how I relate to him and in turn how I relate to others. Um, 
happy to share more of that. But if you're listening today and there are some things that I've said that you're like, wow, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say it like that. I really would like to know more. Like I've said before, it is super, super easy to reach out to me. My doula Micah is social media website. My doula Micah at Gmail. It's everything. It is how you can get in touch with me. And I would be happy to share more on that, to pray for you, to answer questions that you have. Like I said, this is something I feel very, very passionate about. And honestly, my prayer is that this particular episode really met you guys where you're at um, in your spiritual journey with the Lord. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for listening to My Doula Micah. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at My Doula Micah. We can also get connected at MyDoulaMicah.com. If you're interested in checking out my book, the link to The Humor in Birth, Stories and Insights from a Doula can be found on all of these social platforms. Be sure to share and subscribe. I'll be here next week, so please be sure to join me again. And this podcast was produced by Rogue Media Network. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.